Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Oh, yeah. You're all for the best Ravens coverage. It's time for News from the Nest with Vinny and Haney. Sponsored by CQ Credit Union. 1057 The Fan. I mean, we could have ran the ball. You know, we were just we was down, and we just tried to, you know, put points on the board, try to get the ball down the field, and we just got to make something happen. Lamar Jackson, that was after the loss on Sunday, AFC Championship game to the Kansas City Chiefs, 17-10. And you heard him say, could have run it more. We were down. All right. They weren't down 17 like San Francisco was to Detroit. They weren't down 30. I mean, they were down, but not an insurmountable point differential here. Lamar was the leading rusher for the Ravens in carries and yardage, 8 and 54. Gus Edwards, 3 for 20. Justice Hill, 3 for 3. That's great if you're a baseball player. Having a good old day there, but uh, as a running back, that's bad. Ravens, leading rushing team in the NFL, rushed for 81 yards against a team that Buffalo was moving the ball rather easily against on the ground the week before. But that's it. I've shared my opinions on what happened multiple times. You obviously do, everybody. Have some things to say. John Harbaugh and Eric DaCosta are going to meet with the media tomorrow. By the way, tomorrow on the show, because Vinny's off, we're going to get Evil Harbs and Evil DaCosta from you. You're going to call up. And ask questions and and answer them yourselves. I mean, we're going to get all deep analytically and maybe in a psychologist level as well. All right, let's get out to the phones. 410-583-1057. Bob Haney, Nolan McGraw. It's Total Request Thursday. Pick a song, we'll play. Get your votes in for Featured Artist Friday. Let's go to the WGK Law phone lines. Get Joe and Woodbury. Joe, thanks for holding. How you feeling? You're feeling all right, right? Of course I am. I went through radio silence, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, you know I ain't want to hear all these people calling in and complaining. I mean, like the one brother won a whole Harbaugh Carnival. People always remember this. Harbaugh has no shred of offense in him. He can't devise a play if we gave him the book. He is what we call, what, would, what do we say about those quarterbacks that just out there, they manage the game? That's what Carbaugh does. He manages the team. He has no input. He hires, he lets go, and uh, as the cost that they promote within. They are managers. They're not offensive-minded, defensive-minded. So with that, I'm going to leave it alone. And the game, to me, I turned it off 
And if Vinny, I don't know if you can remember, Bob. I told Vinny, think about this. I said, yeah, man, we got to worry about who's going to make that one stupid mistake. <laughs> and everybody was like, I remember Vinny said, well, I don't think the Ravens got anybody like that. But I said, the only way we would lose is from a stupid mistake and some some just mistakes in, in general, which they made. And that that vain mistake my man made when he wanted to jump up and showboat. Yeah. I said to myself, look at the score, you idiot. We losing. And that ain't, he ain't the first person ever did that. But he's young. And he ain't know no better. Because you think about it, Bob, it got to his head. I scored the first touchdown. Nobody else done anything on this team right now but me. So now I did this play. So, I mean, a young kid like that, man, all he worrying about is his, what his friends say. See, they had people who probably praising this young man. He probably won't even be on the um, Jimmy's Seafood this year coming up. Cause he, <laughs> you know, cause he ain't gonna be, I don't know if he'll be able to hum it. So we might not see him on, on the Jimmy's Seafood every week no more. He might say, no, nah, I ain't going back on it. Because, you know, unless he can be able to come back. But anyway, I ain't going to talk about that. I'm over it. I'm over it. Because uh, I saw what like happened. It. Anyway, <laughs> I wanted to talk about, hey, Bob, you ever noticed that Whenever we get rid of an offensive coordinator, it seems like they never get another job. But it seems like all our defensive coordinators that we let go don't get no other jobs either. But it's always the ones we got that do good. They get snatched up in a heartbeat and brought. I'm taught to count. I, I, I can count more, more defensive coordinators we had that then got head coaching jobs than maybe anybody in, in the NFL. And we they, we lose them, they get cold. Oh, yeah, Rex and Pagano, Marvin Lewis. I mean, just off Keep the going. top of my head, uh, Mike Nolan. McDonald. Remember Nolan? Nolan went to San Francisco. Uh, oh, Mike Nolan. That? That's right, no doubt. That's right, man. And and I'm just saying, we lose our defensive coordinators to other teams. Now I heard you say that uh, our secondary coach is gone. To Denard Wilson, he's taking over in Tennessee as the DC, the defensive coordinator. Yep. Now. Now, you heard what I just said. Yes. Harbaugh is a manager. Let's see who he picks to replace these people, okay? So, and you got people calling on the radio. Hey, Rex, Mike, I mean, not Rex. Uh, uh, what's, what's my man from uh, left hand went to, uh, to the Giants? Blitz, uh, oh, Blitz, uh, Wink Martindale. See, you almost forgot his name, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like that. And, they, and I guess they forgot about him because he'd gone in New York as well. Right. Right. No, we don't need to see him. So I guess we'll probably Harbaugh may go get another young one. But if he don't know where to look, he got he gonna have to get advice. But that's Eric. No, that's not even Eric the Carson job because the coach picks his people. So who is Harbaugh gonna lean to to get us another defensive coordinator? Because he might not be with them. I thought uh, somebody named Webster was a coach on there. Who was who was the D line coach or whatever? But if they, if, if all they know how to do is uh run off the defensive line and they don't know nothing about the secondary and schemes and all right. that, yeah. he ain't, it ain't going to be no good. So we need somebody who does that. And we have to probably go down in the college ranks. Well, we'll see. Get... All right, right, Joe, I got to run, dude, because I got another call in here. It's Anthony Weaver who played for the Ravens and it was a defensive coordinator in Houston prior to coming back to Baltimore and was a finalist for the uh, D.C. job that Mike McDonald eventually got Zach Orr interviewed in Green Bay for the uh, defense coordinator job. So maybe he could be an in-house candidate. And look, we're talking about all these dudes that are getting jobs that John Harbaugh hired. 
So he is recognizing some things. Let's get out to the phones. Let's go back to, let's go to Habitat Grace. It's Jack. Jack, what's happening? Jack. Come back, Jack. Do it again. Let's go to Cody in Cockeysville. Cody, how are you? Thanks for all. Hey, thanks, man. Appreciate the show as always. Uh, good show today. Uh, Andy, I appreciate it. But um, so I got two things. One, I'll start with the good. Yeah. Super excited. Super excited about the O's, man. The I think you know couldn't have came at a better time with the Ravens, and uh, so it gets the attention off of that, and and also uh, it gives everybody like you know I have faith now that we'll keep if Gunnar Henderson, you know we can keep him. Ali Rushman, we can keep him, and what a great feeling that is. Just with the, not even talking about spending crazy money outside the organization. Just being able to keep our own, it feels good, right? Or the possibility of knowing what we could. Right, and I that's we, and that's the thing, Cody. There's a chance. Yeah. Is it a Lloyd a Christmas, Dumb and Dumber, one in a million chance? <laughs> but it's a chance where with previous ownership, it was probably zero chance that zero, any exactly. of that becomes a reality. Yes, sir. So we'll start with that fantastic news. But I want to get to the Ravens here at the bat. All right. So I can't – there's the – Plenty of blame to go around, right? You watch the game. The turnovers, miscues, mistakes, but I'm just going to leave it with this. This this, this exact same thing happened in 19, but what I've noticed is that this year they were, they were outcoached, undisciplined, and immature. And, and, and that combination is new. And that, you can't pull on anybody else but the head coach. So I'll leave it with that. I'll just get your opinion on that. Thanks. All right, Cody. Thank you. Yeah, undisciplined. And, you know, we talk about, and Joe brought it up, who's going to make a dumb play. Not saying that they're dumb players. I mean, you get caught up in the emotion. I mean, you get 75,000 people losing their minds. I mean, Zay Flowers gets up. He just made the biggest play the Ravens have made since he had scored a touchdown. I'm not absolving him of blame. You know, the, the adrenaline starts to pump a little bit. Did he lose himself? Sure. Kyle Van Noy got baited into a penalty because of uh, you know, Travis Kelsey doing what Travis Kelsey does, which is now apparently annoying people. I mean, Broderick Washington threw the best left hook since Joe Frazier decked Ali in 1971 at Madison Square Garden. I mean, you get, was it intentional? No. Did they want to be physical? Yes. I mean, sometimes lines were crossed and to the detriment of the Ravens. It's Vinny at Haiti, 1057. The fan will come back. All right, we'll make ourselves feel better. Hopefully, count some money. Buy ourselves always good. Got that extra spudding money heading into the weekend. And then KJ Wright, he knows a thing or two about that cracking heads on the football field. Former Seahawks star. Talk about their new head coach. If you missed it, he's a familiar name. And then we'll get back to your phone calls at 410-583-1057. Brian McFarland breaks down the Ravens salary cap from Russell Street Report at 1 o'clock. A lot of free agents. Are they up against it? Any chance of fifth-year options being? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Picked up. Are you buying? Great cash, homie. Or are you selling? I'm not going to buy into that crap. Penny and 80. 105.7. The Fan.
Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Total request Thursday. Bob Haney with you. Vinny's off next couple of days. Nolan McGraw is here. K.J. Wright, former star linebacker for the Seattle Seahawks, joining us here in a couple of minutes, talking about the championship games that were, Super Bowl that will be, because, you know, he's got a Super Bowl ring, so stay tuned for that. But right now, Nolan, let's count that cash, hopefully, by ourselves. Got an abbreviated report here. I got some green, so we'll take that. Under Armour here mm-hmm. up about two cents, but it is up. And DraftKings up about 58 cents. So uh, there you go. Cha-ching. Double green. Cha-ching. Double green. We always love that. On to the sports, because that is what we do know here. Uh, not really. Coaches, they speak glowingly and supporting of their players all the time. It's nothing new. But Jason Kidd, he took the uh, butt-kissing to a whole new level the other night uh, when talking about Luka Doncic during a radio interview. He was quoted as saying, quote, he's better than Dirk. He's in the atmosphere of MJ, the best to ever do it, LeBron, Kobe. And so just to appreciate what this young man's doing at age 24, it's something that Dallas has never seen. This is the same Jason Kidd that played with Dirk Nowitzki when they won the title there in 2010, 2011. But Bob, buy or sell, even with a ring, Doncic can't be put ahead of Dirk. Uh, I think he challenged if he continues at this pace and he gets a ring, he will challenge Dirk as the greatest in Dallas history. How's that sound? And I don't think that's unfair. Dirk Nowitzki, brilliant, brilliant player. And let's not forget what Dirk's seven feet tall. So he was a stretch four kind of when stretch fours were still relatively uh, rare. Could bang threes, then could post you up. He was awesome. But if Doncic keeps going at this pace, yeah, possibly passing Dirk is the best of doubt. But Michael Jordan, come on, man. That's crazy talk. Crazy talk. Well, the Eagles, they're going to be sticking with Nick Sirianni as their head coach, despite some cries for his firing from the fan base. However, some recent reports have come out that Philly was very interested in Bill Belichick, and now that he has gone through the coaching carousel without landing another job, they apparently already have him tabbed as their top head coaching candidate for next offseason. Oh, my God. Not the best show of confidence for Sirianni. Now, obviously, they didn't come right out and say this, but where there's smoke, there's fire. Are you buying or selling this report, Bob? I'll buy it, I guess. I mean, it's 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 unfathomable, but Jeffrey Loria, he's he could pull the trigger. Look at Doug Peterson and Chip Kelly, Andy Reid. I mean, I'm I'm forgetting that somebody was in between there somewhere as the head coach of the team. But you're a year removed from being NFC champs. Two months ago, you were ten and one in the number one team in football with a couple of signature wins on the resume, and then things bottomed out. Let's not forget Jalen Hurts was banged up. Their defense was a little shaky. They lost both coordinators, replaced them with two guys who think I think have been fired already. But, oh, yeah, where there's smoke, there's fire, and it's an unfortunate thing. What about that stability that Baltimore brings to the table? Let's get rid of Harbaugh. How about the uh, Big Ten here? We know they're going to be expanding uh, from 14 to 18 teams next year, which means – Changes will be coming to season formats for football and basketball. And when it comes to the conference tournament, basketball, the plan right now is for only 15 of the 18 teams to make the cut for the conference tournament, meaning there will be your bottom three, whoever finishes bottom three in the regular season standings, will not get to participate 
in the Big Ten Conference tournament next year. This unheard of in college sports. It, it's never happened before, uh, barring, I guess, some sort of uh, probation. Well, Maryland got bounced in 91 because they were on probation. Right. Because they weren't allowed on TV. That's the only reason they couldn't play because they couldn't televise the game. Nonetheless, here, buy or sell, this is a huge mistake on the Big Ten's part. Yeah, I'll buy it. I mean, there's always the Cinderella story, right? In the NCAA and in conference tournaments where teams rise up and at least make life miserable. So, 18 teams, you said? Mm -hmm. So, I'm buying it. It's, It's lame. That's How many teams in the NFL? 32? So, there's more teams in the Big Ten than there is in the NFC or the AFC. Money, 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 money. Hey, as long as Maryland's not one of them three teams, so be it, right? Well, they did say, as far as the regular season, 20-game schedule, that's not changing. So it'll be a little interesting to see, you know, like right now you get to play a handful of teams twice, a home-and-home. Under the new format, you play everyone once. I I don't know. I can't. can't, Nolan, I can't keep up with it anymore. My head starts to hurt just thinking about it. We'll go back to the NFL here. Seemed like Ben Johnson was a shoo-in for that commander's job earlier this week, but he ultimately pulled his name out of the race, decided to spend another year as Lions OC, and apparently informed Washington of this while their interviewers were mid-flight on their way out to Detroit. Now, should be noted here that they were going to also meet with defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn, so the trip wasn't a complete waste. They still had business to take care of. Still strange timing, though, on Johnson's part. With that in mind here, buy or sell, this return to Detroit, plus this news of uh, calling and canceling the interview, will tarnish Johnson's reputation for the next coaching cycle. I'm selling it. I think, if anything, it's more of an indictment on Washington, who today hired Dan Quinn as their new head coach. He double-backed on him, and... What do you say? That unfinished business in Detroit. And if they continue, the only thing they could do to hurt him. Yeah. Okay. It might be, you know, uh, throw some dirt in the face of Washington fans. Now, if Detroit's offense takes a dramatic step backwards next year. That hurts his leverage. But with the stud receivers they have and the great running backs, I mean, Jared Goff, I mean, how many more playoff games does he have to participate in before we start giving him a little respect? Now, I think it's more of a Washington thing than it is a uh, a Ben Johnson thing. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. When we come back, we'll talk about the championship games where Ben Johnson and Dan Campbell and the Lions blew a 17-point lead against San Francisco, and the Ravens didn't even score 17 points against Kansas City. K.J. Wright, he's got a Super Bowl ring, and he's going to preview the Super Bowl with us as well. Back to your phone calls after that. Brian McFarland talks about the Ravens' cap situation. Mike Harmon, Fox Sports Radio. We'll talk general things with him and uh, his Northwestern Wildcats. They got they got hosed by the officials last night. Yes, officials can cost you Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. The game. Baltimore Sports, 105.7 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. 
Toy Request Thursday. Pick a song, we'll play it. Get your votes in. Featured Artist Friday. Bob Haney with you. Vinny's off the uh, next couple of days. Nola McGraw is on the other side of the glass. Super Bowl 58 is coming up Sunday, February the 11th in Vegas. Kansas City looking to defend. Taking on San Francisco. You can hear that game. 105.7 The Fan here to talk about said Super Bowl because he's played in a couple of them and what happened last weekend in the championship games. He's with ESPN Radio in Seattle. He hosts his own podcast. He's returning to the show. He's on the WGK Law Guest Hotlines. Let's welcome back everybody, KJ Wright. KJ, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us again here in Baltimore. What's up? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I love the juice. How you doing today? I'm doing all right, man. I cannot complain, to be totally honest with you. Let me ask you the same question I asked Chad Brown last week and then Sean Merriman a couple of weeks ago. You won a Super Bowl. You lost a Super Mm -hmm. Bowl. What's the greater feel to go old wide world of sports on you? The thrill of victory or the agony of defeat? Hands down, the agony of defeat. (laughs) I'm I'm telling you, (laughs) I truly believe people don't know that I'm a Super Bowl champion. All they talk about is Super Bowl 49, and why didn't you jerk fan the ball off to Marshawn Lynch? I don't ever hear about me being Peyton Manning's butt 43-8 to in Super Bowl 48. And so um, that comes with the territory. If I would have just lost the game, you know, not in that, that um, infamous fashion, then I would have been considered the champion, and people would have talked about the one I won. But dang it, I hear more about Super Bowl 49 than anything. Yeah, I hate to bring up the bad news. That was nine years ago today, by the way. But the, anyway, <laughs> KJ Wright, that Super Bowl ring, though, and it does, you know, that it's a lingering pain. So here in Baltimore, Ravens were favored. They're at home. First AFC championship game in Ravens history. First one here since the Colts back in 1971. You watch the mm-hmm. game. What happened? Kansas City, Baltimore, Ravens' number one rushing team. Running backs only touched it six times combined, only put up 10. What happened as you watched it from a Ravens' offensive perspective and being a defensive guy, what was Kansas City doing to make life miserable for that Ravens zone? I was screaming at my TV the majority of the football game, and you only have one time in your lifetime to be young, to enjoy your youth, and for them to not have – Quarter, enough quarterback design runs for Lamar Jackson to not just drop back in that pocket. There's nothing there. Let me just take off more than what he did. I was just, just screaming like, bro, you are so dynamic. You are so elusive. I get it. You hear the noise. I get it. You want to be considered a quarterback. But, man, when you are a dual threat with, with the type of caliber, with the type of skill set that he has, you have got to utilize that. When you guys ran that quarterback power on fourth and one, and he got about 50 yards. Hey, let me see that once again. <laughs> right. Like, why would you not do that once again to see that, hey, can you stop us and what we're doing? And so um, it was just one of those days, throwing fade balls on the perimeter, just going out of bounds, um, couldn't establish the run. It was just unfortunately that it had to end like that. And we also have to give Steve Spagnola and that Chiefs defense some credit as well the creative things they did with their pass rush, not letting him see those rushing lanes um, that he could take off running when he was dropping back. And so they did do some good stuff, but I expected way more for Lamar Jackson and this uh, Baltimore Ravens offense to get to 
Las Vegas this football season. Now, Ed, KJ, getting back to your point with Lamar having to prove that he's a pocket passer, at this stage of his career where he's about to win, it looks like, his second MVP, does that really need proving at this time? Hasn't he shown that, you know, I'm a multifaceted, kind of unique performer. I'm not sitting back here like Johnny Unitas or Joe Montana or Joe Tom Brady throwing like a statue. I got way more to bring to the equation here at this position. Nope. I'm telling you, I'm telling speaking for coming from an athlete, it is in the back of our minds. When we hear that noise in the media, when we have that, that narrative to put on us, we try to prove people wrong. That that's what most of us do. We try to prove people wrong more than we try to prove ourselves right. And um I believe that he just want he goes into this to this mode to where I don't have to run. I don't need to run. I'm going to keep my eyes downfield and just and just try to deliver the ball from the pocket, scramble it in, throw the ball. I could tell that it's in the back of his mind. And um, that's really unfortunate because if it's me, if I'm the quarterback, <laughs> call me what you want. Call me just an athlete, but I'm going to win ball games by whatever, by any means necessary. And so um, you did see that you could tell by the way that he plays, the way that his play caller designs that offense because they don't utilize his skill set the way that they should. K.J. Wright, NFL All-Pro, Super Bowl champion, joining us here at <laughs> 105.7 The Fan. Bob Haney with you on this Total Request Thursday. Now to Kansas City. You've seen Patrick Mahomes enough looking for his third Super Bowl ring, six straight AFC titles. I mean, you've seen them, uh, seen them all. You yeah. played against some greats. Uh, just give us your thoughts on Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, he's approaching some Mount Rushmore stuff, I'm guessing, here, K.J. Yeah. He's the greatest of this era. Um, he's the closest thing to Tom Brady. And when I watch Patrick Mahomes, he's not going to beat himself. He's going to do the little things right. He's going to be explosive. And when the ball is in his hands, when it's clutch time, I have one timeout, a minute and something to get a field goal or a touchdown. He simply knows how to execute. And he's proven it to us time after time. And so I look at the Niners. They're the better football team. They're the more talented football team, the most all-pros, the most pro bowlers on this side of the ball. But when you come to these moments, when you come to these championship opportunities, it's all about the details. And there's no player more detailed than Patty Mahomes. There's no coach more detailed than Andy Reid. And what those guys are going to bring to the table Sunday or next Sunday it's going to be fun to watch them get that third trophy. I got those guys winning. Not that they're the better team. It's because they just do the little things right. They're simply going to find a way. KJ, let's get to the 49ers here coming in, coming down. What, they were 17 down at halftime against the Lions, and they pull it out. In a game like that, do we give credit or assess blame because of the outcome in which the Lions looked like they had pretty significant opportunities to, uh, to handle their business here? You do both. You do both, but obviously you give a, a lot of blame to Dan Quinn. <laughs> it's just it just made my stomach hurt seeing the decisions that he was making, the um, the running the football under two minutes. You everyone in the world knows you cannot run the ball in this situation because if you get stopped, you have to burn a timeout. That's just simple pop Warner football, and um to go for it and the way he did. Um, obviously the turnovers that they had. But hey, let's give let's give Brock Purdy some credit. It's time to to erase this narrative that he has on his name. He's up there with uh, some of the most mentally tough people that I've ever seen on the football field. He's never too rattled. Kyle Shanahan is cussing him out left and right <laughs> behind his uh <laughs> behind his uh playbook. And so um I know that he hears it from his coach. I know he hears it from the fans. 
at the end of the day, when he steps on the football field, he finds a way to get it done. And so great job versus the Packers, excellent job versus the Lions. But now you're going against a quarterback on the other side. He's not going to give you anything. I promise you he's not going to give you anything. So he can't have that slow start like he had these first two playoff games because if you do that with Patrick Mahomes, it's going to be a wrap. KJ, let's bring it closer to home for you. Uh, Seattle, your team, two-parter, Pete Carroll, he I guess chose to go in a different direction, was reassigned. Yep. I mean, I don't know the inner workings of that decision. Let go. Yeah, let go. Okay, there we go. And then now Mike McDonald is coming in, a former Ravens DC. Ravens had a great defense. They played great Sunday against uh, Kansas City. Talk about uh, mm-hmm. Mike McDonald and uh, what he has to work with there in Seattle. The entire city is ecstatic. Everyone is um, really, really glad that we got our guy. Just the patience of the general manager, John Snyder, to wait. He was willing to wait if you guys went to the Super Bowl. and uh, But it's a new era. Thank, thankfully, Coach Carroll did so much good things here, brought us a Lombardi trophy. But it's a new era, a new regime, a new culture is about to come here. And I'm excited. I'm, I'm really excited to see the toughness he brings to this football team, the discipline that he brings to this football team. Um, you hear all about the Harbaugh's training camp, how you guys um, tackle and just really get after it. That's something that, you know, Coach Carroll, we didn't do here. We didn't do here. So I'm really excited to see uh, Defensive Rookie of the Year, potentially Devin Witherspoon, come more to life. Yes, Jordan Brooks here, uh, Quandre Diggs. There's plenty of talent on this defense. It's just a matter of who he hires as his offensive coordinator. I'm really excited to see this staff that he builds, the staff that he brings here to Seattle, because there's plenty of talent on this roster. But obviously the coach needs to be on point. K.J. Wright, tell everybody about your podcast and the work you do for ESPN Radio in Seattle. Yes, sir. Check me out, Check me out on K.J. All Day. We're on YouTube, Spotify. Um, I have my radio show here in Seattle. We're going to Vegas next year oh, nice. to take the podcast on the road, and so I'm excited to get out there um, to Las Vegas next week and meet, meet some um, NFL guys I haven't seen in a while. It's going to be a really fun time. And so, for the record, you like the Chiefs over the 49ers? I do. I think the Niners are the better team, but I've got the Chiefs winning. K.J. Wright, Super Bowl champion and all-pro joining us here on The Fan. K.J., appreciate the time as always. Have fun in Vegas, and hopefully we'll talk to you down the road here. Yes, sir. Thank, thank you for having me. You got it, K.J. Wright, everybody. So they're excited in Seattle with the addition of Mike McDonald. We'll talk about that more with you if you want to get in at 1057 Brian McFarlane, Russell Street Report. We'll count that Ravens cap money. How much do they have to spend? How can they clear up some to take care of their own? Does a salary cap look like a reality for Justin BK? Mike Harmon, Fox Sports Radio. Talk about his world in sports as, you know, we're... Down to one football game left. That's always kind of a melancholy feeling for all of us football fans there. And we'll talk about the Orioles sale as well. David Rubenstein, he's the new king of Birdland, and we're all kind of pumped about that. Vinny and Haney on your home for sports. 1057 The Fan. So to request Thursday, pick a song, we'll play it. Well, Nolan will anyway. Nolan McGraw. Stones. Miss you. Going to miss you, Mike McDonald. Going out to Seattle. Just heard K.J. Wright. They're excited out there for their new coach. Ravens now have to replace him as defensive coordinator. John Harbaugh, Eric DaCosta. Meet with the media tomorrow before we get out to the phones at 410-583-1057. Diana Rossini, the Athletics, said the commanders did interview Bill Belichick for their head coaching job. 
which he did not get because today they hired Dan Quinn, the mighty Quinn, Nolan McGraw, as their new head coach. So Bill Belichick from Annapolis, which is not far from, I guess, Landover is where the uh, commanders play. But as we sit here, are you surprised that uh, he was jobless after interviewing in a couple of spots for the vacancy here? Not really. I mean, he's earned the right, not necessarily to be stubborn here, but he can walk into a room and say, this is what I'm bringing. This is what I want to do. You're either on board or you're not. If this isn't a direction you want to go, then that's fine. You know, he's not desperate for a job here. And he doesn't want to waste his time, quite frankly, going somewhere where they're going to push and pull against what he wants to do. So commanders obviously didn't want to go that direction. Maybe they want to keep a little more control on the GM side of things. This is all speculation on my part. No doubt. They go with Dan Quinn. And he interviewed twice in Atlanta, so... He went there, so there was interest, you would assume, to do it two times. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they the, went another direction. The resume, yeah. the resume speaks for itself. I mean, he's considered the greatest head coach in uh, NFL history by many people. You know, it's not like everyone's suddenly fallen out of favor with him over one or two down years. When you look at the talent that was on that team, now who cultivated that talent, that's a whole other topic. But in terms of head coaching ability... Nobody's denying that. Right. And look, he's in his 70s now, which might be a factor. Some ageism, perhaps. New England hadn't been all that great since Tom Brady left. One playoff appearance since he went to Tampa and won a Super Bowl. And, you know, maybe that's got something to do with it. Maybe it was more of a Brady, not a Belichick thing in the eyes of some. Could be. I just think in general in today's NFL where coaches are getting fired at the drop of a hat, again, you look at a Belichick, I think you're still willing to say, okay, a couple bad years aside, this is a guy who's better than most. Oh, no doubt. And I'm not saying that he's a stiff who was along for the ride with Tom Brady. I mean, the people way smarter than us with much more football, well, much greater football acumen understand what he really brings to the equation. You know, maybe... They take sit this one out, Bill, instead of jumping right back on the horse. Maybe that could be. Maybe he'll come back even more refreshed after a year off. Like you said, with the age, though, I I don't know how long he can wait. I mean, again, we'll see what what he ends up doing. I know people have speculated a, a media career, which would be interesting with how dry he can be at times. But at times, uh, in general, he was actually pretty cool on that NFL, the hundred greatest players. They did a couple mm-hmm. years ago, the 100th, or was it 150th, right. whatever it was. He was pretty awesome doing that because you could, he seemed to enjoy that sort of uh, role. And I guess it's it's more relaxing to sit in a studio where it's a lighthearted. But now it's like a hot take sort of thing. Look, Sean Payton running his big yapper and how that got him in trouble. I don't know if Belichick's in for the hot take sort of thing. Hey, just have him sit down and talk about Ed Reed. Yeah. Wind him up and let him go. Or Burt Jones, who he'd call the greatest pure passer he ever saw. Well, then again, yeah, he really is smart, that Bill Belichick. Let's get out to the phones. Let's go to Rashawn in Baltimore. Rashawn, what's up? Hey, good morning, Bob. How you good doing? afternoon, whatever, man. Thank you. Um, yeah, agree with Joe. <laughs> right, man. When Joe called earlier, right, Joe said something about, you know, hardball. Not really having no specialty, man. You know, like, what is he good at, man? Like, like he's not he he never was an offensive coordinator, never was a defensive coordinator. 
like normally when coaches get hired, you know, it's one of them, you know, they come from a defensive offensive coordinator. Like he's a special teams guy. So that's why I feel like the guy's a fraud, man. Yes, he's a great leader of men and all that other stuff, man. But like if Harbaugh had to take some time off like his brother did, like for the suspension, the team wouldn't miss a beat because he don't call plays. He can't take over the defense. He can't take over the offense. Like, what is he here for, essentially, man? You know, the leader of men's stuff, man. Come on, you got to step in there and tell your damn offensive coordinator, run the ball, man, run the ball, run this play, do this play. Like Andy um, Andy Reid has with the play, you got, got the play sheet and everything in front mm-hmm. of him, man. He don't got nothing, man. You just got the flag in your pocket and you, you call challenges, but you, I don't think he have won a, a challenge all year, if I'm not mistaken. Well, he, but, delegates, man, you know, he delegates to people who are in mm, their delicate. so-called field of expertise. But to your point, yes, Rashawn, I mean, you're not like, well, damn. If you see things are starting to go haywire for your team, you need to step in and go, what the hell's going on here? We need to change things. Yes, exactly. And um, enough about him. On to Mike McDonald, man. Yes. I wish we could have kept the guy, man. Wish we could have kept him, man. You know, offering him some more money or promise him in a few more years, you know, he'd take over for hardball. But, I mean, good luck to the guy. He's going out. You know, in rainy Seattle, where it rains almost every single day. So, hope he got his raincoat and his umbrella. And um, I hope he's ready to play the 49ers twice a year. With, with Brock Purdy going to be there, like, at least another 10 years. And um, hope he's happy to have Geno Stones as his quarterback. So, I mean, I don't think he's going to have a lot like winning seasons out there. His first, uh, you know, his first couple yeah, well, of seasons. Well, you, you Sean, I don't know. You were on hold. You heard KJ Wright. They, they were all excited about the hire of Mike McDonald. Man, hey, I mean. We shall see, man. But I don't think, you know, I think he was better off just waiting here, waiting patiently, man. But he must have knew something we didn't know. He must know that uh, Harbaugh wasn't going away no time soon. You know, I guess Bashadi is very loyal to Harbaugh. So I guess he's going to let Harbaugh go out in his own terms. I think it's going to wind up being a situation like like the Patriots, you know, when they, when they basically he chose the coach over Tom Brady. You know, like, come on, man. You see how that turned out for, um, for, for Bill Tech, man. But. And that's all I have to say, man. You have a good day, Bob. All right, Rashawn. Venton. John Harbaugh, man. What did you do to piss all these people off? Oh, never mind. That AFC championship game thing. <laughs> that might have had something to do with it. And by the way, if Gino Stone is his quarterback, he is going to lose a lot of games. Gino Smith. Gino Stone, by the way, is one of the many Ravens free agents. And talking about that next will be Brian McFarlane from Russell Street Report. If you're on the phones, we'll get you after Brian. Then Mike Harmon's going to be joining us from Fox Sports Radio. Funhouse trip, Nolan McGraw. Inside access takes over at 2 o'clock. It's Total Request Thursday. Get your votes in for Featured Artist Friday. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.